This is a Therapy for Dads podcast. I am your host. My name is Travis. I'm a therapist, a dad, a husband. Here at Therapy for Dads, we provide content around the integration of holistic mental health, well-researched evidence-based education, and parenthood. Welcome. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Um, this is going to be a solo episode with just me uh, for this week, for this holiday episode. Um, and so, first of all, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of this community. Um, so I appreciate you um, taking the time out of your day to listen and to engage. Um, a couple family updates as far as the podcast family. Some exciting things coming in 2024 um, that... I can't reveal yet, but just know there's some exciting things happening on the pod. Um, some new offerings that will be coming uh, in 2024, quarter one, and I'll be announcing that very soon, hopefully hopefully in the next couple weeks. Um, and yeah, just wanted to kind of plant a little bit of a teaser and a seed for you as you kind of um, are listening and, and engaging in this, again, in this podcast and in these conversations. So uh, thank you for listening. And and I can't wait to share these new updates with you all. And um, and this week's episode um, with the holidays upon us um, is going to be a little different. Again, it's just me. And it's going to be about balancing both the joy, uh, the good, the positive, the excitement of this season, but as well as balancing the difficulty, the sadness, the grief. And I think for a lot of us, um, a couple things in our society is that I think we can get stuck in having to be overly excited, overly joyful, overly positive. And I'm going to share some things that I know from my personal experience as well as my professional experience working with sadness and grief, why it's so important that we create space. And I think more so in our society, creating space for the grief, for the sadness, for the difficulty um, for ourselves and for those around us. Um, I know with the holidays, it's not always joyful for a lot of us. During the holiday season, it's not always happy and exciting. Um, for some of us, it is. For some of us, it's full of those things. It's full of um, good family relationships and connections. It's about exciting news and um, celebrating victories and wins and um, having great time connecting with others. Um, it's about celebrating new life for some of us. Um, I know a couple years ago, um, we got to celebrate the birth of our daughter um, two years ago. She'll be two on the 29th, just after Christmas. Um, so we were anticipating her arrival and got to kind of joyously um, wait for her for her to come. <clears throat> but I also know the reality is this, that like I said earlier, a lot of us are, it's not always that way. Some of us don't have families that are positive and some of us have broken homes. In fact, my, myself, I came from a broken home. My parents divorced and separated when I was 17, a senior in high school. And so for years, uh, I had to deal with and still to this day, although it's a little different now because there's been some healing done in my family. But for years, it was kind of riddled with uh, choosing who do I go and see and dealing with kind of the loss of the family I once had and the pain that that, that carried and having to acknowledge that um, that pain. And so with that, a couple of things I want to share that I hopefully will be encouraging to you um, during the season, especially if you're dealing with some type of sadness or grief or difficulty or pain, whether it's within yourself or whether that's within relationships um, with your family or um, with friends. Uh, and so 
as we look at balancing, I think the first thing we need to do is first acknowledge our reality without judgment, meaning just kind of acknowledging it, you know, what's going on in your life that, hey, there's some hard things going on, or right now I'm dealing with some sadness or loss. Maybe we had a death in the family, or maybe someone had a diagnosis, a difficult diagnosis, a cancer or something terminal. Uh, maybe this is this time of year where you are reminded of the brokenness of your family or the pain. Maybe this is the time of year where you had a job loss or some other type of shift that wasn't anticipated in your life. And so I think just sitting back and acknowledging that it is what it is right now, that there are these difficulties, not trying to push it away, not trying to change it, but just saying, oh, there it is. There's that pain point and seeing it. And, and as we begin to acknowledge reality, it's almost like it opens a door for us to allow that to be in our life, not trying to, again, shift or change or push it away or hold on to it. But, you know, there's a skill in um, dialectical behavioral therapy, and it's called radical acceptance. And really what radical acceptance is, is exactly as I shared, is acknowledging reality as it is. It's not approving or liking or wanting that difficulty in your life. It's not, it's nothing like that. It's just about acknowledging, hey, this, this is what's happening right now. This is what happened. And here it is. Not trying to say it's not fair or saying I don't want this or um, it shouldn't be this way because those are ways that we resist it. And, and in fact, when we do that in our life, the shouldn'ts and it's not fair, that can actually create more suffering, more pain on top of what we're experiencing. So radical acceptance is really just saying, here it is, here's the pain, here's the difficulty, here's the loss. And when I was with, you know, when I was dealing with my family's separation and divorce years ago when I was 17, so about 22 years ago, um, a lot of it was just saying, wow, this is hard right now. <laughs> this sucks. Like, this is weird being around my family right now. And not, not kind of, Again, not trying to change it, not trying to push it away, not trying to say it's not fair, but just saying this is kind of crappy <laughs> and just sitting with that. Um, and, and when we do that, what it allows for is a validation of our experience and specifically kind of our emotional space. And so when we're dealing with like sadness or grief, think about what you need most when you're in pain. Think about if you're hurting, is it helpful for someone to come up and say, well, you shouldn't feel this way? Do you think it'd be helpful for someone to say, it's not that big of a deal? My guess is you're probably saying, no, that wouldn't be helpful at all. In fact, if you had a friend that was hurting right now, if someone you really loved and cared for, and maybe they're dealing with a loss or some type of significant sadness in their life, would you tell them, hey, just get over it. Hey, just be happy. Just be positive. At least it's not worse. Now, that may have been told to us, by the way, <laughs> but is it helpful and effective? And I think most of us would say, probably no. I need someone to just acknowledge that, wow, this is kind of sad right now, and sit with that. Because part of validating our feelings is communicating to ourselves and those around us that it's human to experience those emotions. Because as human beings, we have an array of emotional expression. Uh, emotional expression. We have an array of emotions that come, that come and go, and sadness and grief is just part of that process, is part of that array of emotional expression. And to see it, to validate it, actually allows it to be acknowledged and, and allows it to be um, normalized as just part of the human experience versus just be happy, just focus on just the good. 
And when we validate our emotions, when we see them, in fact, when we acknowledge that in other people or people see them in us, we tend to feel seen, we feel heard, we feel acknowledged. We don't feel dismissed or pushed down. Because if we push it down and dismiss it, we, we actually suppress our feelings, which over time, it's like a pressure cooker. If we push down that sadness, we push down that grief, if we push it down in others, that actually leads to, again, suppression, which leads to a pressure, which leads over time, that pressure builds and builds until eventually it explodes or seeps out in ways that um, are not effective for us. So when we actually acknowledge our feelings, when we see them in ourselves or others, when we provide that space, and maybe sometimes we need to acknowledge the difficulty in us, which might encourage others to share and might give them strength and courage to say, hey, I'm actually kind of struggling too. And in that, we're not alone. It creates this space for, we're a community of people helping each other, allowing for the array of expression during this season. Now, I say this not to get lost in the status of the grief, not to swing the pendulum the other way, going from overly positive to just drowning in it, but it's about the balance of the two, acknowledging both sides. But again, I think in our culture, we need to allow more of the acknowledgement of the difficulty without judgment, without shame, but seeing it being with it, supporting it. Because when we deal with our sadness and grief, by the way, in a constructive way, meaning when we acknowledge it in ourselves or others, when we sit with those feelings, when we sit with those experiences, not only do we feel heard, do we feel seen, do we feel acknowledged, do we feel not alone, but that enables ourselves or those around us to actually build resilience to those difficult feelings. It's like being in the ocean and having big waves come at you, but um, if you never actually sit in the ocean long enough and learn how to swim, if you just kind of go in for like a minute and then come out when a big wave comes, if we just like, anytime a wave, we kind of like, it's almost like you walk in to the water, the shoreline, and then as soon as a little wave comes, you, you walk away. Well, if we never actually get in the water, we never learn how to deal with these big waves. We never learn and, and develop the capacity and strength and stamina to swim through them and to know how to swim over them or around them or under them, we'll just get pummeled. So part of this is building a resilience, it's building stamina, it's building strength to know when we get into that water, when there are big waves, there's a confidence knowing that, hey, while this might be hard, while it might be painful, while it might be chaotic and choppy and stormy, I, I kind of know how to navigate this, which actually, in a way, it, it feels relieving because it, it, we have this sense of confidence knowing that this is hard and yet I know what to do. And yet I know how to navigate this. Now I might come out of that water being in the, in the beach for a while and being in the ocean, I might feel tired. But knowing that I accomplished something, knowing that I was able to sit in it and move in it and not avoid it. And when we do that, when we build our resilience, we could, we could sit with more. We could, we could tackle bigger waves. We could also sit with other people's feelings too, more effectively. And when we do that, um, kind of going back to what I said earlier about when we acknowledge and validate the sadness and grief in others, it just increases connection with other people, which again, leads to not feeling so alone. It leads to feeling a sense of community, of connection with others that we will figure this out together, that as a group of people, we can navigate this together. Because I think one of the biggest fears that most people struggle with is that I'm gonna be, I'm alone in this, that no one gets me, no one sees me which creates more disconnection, whether it's ourselves struggling with that or it's a loved one. And so when we, when we are connected, when we build this sense of 
relationship where we can trust and create safety where we can share these things that alleviates the pain. Now, it doesn't necessarily fix it. It doesn't actually take it away, but it alleviates some of that extra unneeded stress and burden that we have to carry this by ourselves. In fact, I remember when um, some of you may or may not know this, but when we were trying to get pregnant with um, our first time around, it took us about six years to get pregnant. And the first few years, we didn't share it with people. We didn't tell people about it. And I remember, I actually remember feeling quite alone. And it's amazing what happens when you're doing, when you're struggling with difficulty and isolation, because our brain starts to convince us that no one else gets this, that we're the only ones, even though I knew logically that wasn't true. Emotionally, I was getting overwhelmed by the loss and the grief and the pain of the struggle of trying to get pregnant year after year. But something amazing happened when we shared. I remember sharing it. In fact, in fact, I remember the first time my wife telling me, um, uh, I remember we were in an apartment and um, at the time, and I remember her telling me how, how much she's actually been struggling because I didn't know to what degree. I actually didn't have a grid for it because my experience was different than hers. But when she told me, I was really taken aback. I was, I, I, I was kind of shocked how hard she was taking it. Because in my mind, initially, I was like, well, I think, you know, it'll just happen. And I was kind of struggling with some like, oh, it's not really happening. But it was kind of put, you know, put in the back burner in my mind. I was like, oh, it'll happen. But when I heard her pain about it, how personal it was for her, it, I felt the hurt. And then and in a way, it enabled her sharing with me, enabled me to kind of tap into what I was actually experiencing and realizing how hard it was for me too. And it encouraged me to share too. So her strength and courage and bravery to share with me enabled me to share. And so again, it enables us to be more connected and that we're in this together. And that felt relieving, even though it was hard, even though it was painful, even though we weren't pregnant at the time, it's like that alone feeling kind of went away. And then we started sharing it with other people. We started sharing our journey with others and saying, wow, this is really hard. And we found other people struggling too. And we did that. It opened up more doors, more conversations, more validation, more camaraderie, more connection. And so I encourage you to share. And again, I know for some of us, we it's we may not have a lot of people to share with. And so it's even finding one safe person, whether it's within your family or out of. It might be someone outside of your family. And for some of us, it really needs to be outside of our family because some of us, our family isn't safe enough to share anything with. And some of us have safe relationships in our family. So this is really person dependent. This is really dependent upon your context. And I can't speak for everybody, but I can say this, when you share with someone who's safe enough to listen, who's willing to listen and be curious, you will feel a sense of relief and you will still feel that sadness and hurt at the same time. Because when my wife and I shared, we cried, we had tears, it was painful. There was this, again, this like, ugh, this like pressure off my chest and shoulders. And I know with her too. Now, now we have three kids, but that was, it was years ago. Um, so I know a little bit about not sharing and being stuck in isolation for a bit and how isolating it could feel and how painful it could be and how much, how much more of a burden that can, and pressure that can put on yourself and ourselves. And so when we do this, I think part of this is having a realistic expectation about this holiday season. Realistic meaning that not everyone's going to be overly joyful and happy, but knowing that some people will be stricken with grief and loss. And I think being sensitive to that, being aware of ourselves, being aware of others, checking in with people that we know. Maybe you know someone going through something. This is a great time to check in with them. Maybe to show them grace and love. If you have a friend, a friend member who is going through something and to give them that space to let them know it's okay, that they don't have to be quote unquote happy all the time, but they can, it's okay to be sad. And so 
as you seek out balance in your life this year, as you seek out, if this is you going through something hard or if you know a loved one going through something difficult, I just encourage you to allow that space. Allow those people to be seen. Allow yourself to be seen. Sharing the reality of what's going on. Acknowledging with radical acceptance that right now there's some hard things happening. And uh, you can even look back over the year too. As you look back over your year, what are some of those hard things you've gone through? And, and again, maybe you're still in the midst of a hard thing, a difficult thing. And maybe also through this year that maybe you've overcome a lot this year. Maybe there's some amazing things you've gone through that you fought through. Maybe some amazing victories in your life as you reflect on this year. And so that's another part of this kind of space in this time is not just focusing on the most recent time or the anniversary of the loss in your life. But over this past year, what has this year brought for me? What are some things I've overcome? What are some challenges I've faced? What are some victories I've had? What are some wins and positives I've had? As well as what are some of the difficulties and pains and losses of this year? And as a reflect on my life this year too, in our family's life, we've had some amazing victories and positives, but also some really stressful times. One of the bigger stressors in our life was trying to figure out the best school for our eldest son who is neurodivergent and trying to find the right space for him and going through anxiety and worry and um, not knowing where to go and having some bad experiences at, a, at some a school that just wasn't good for him and struggling with that, like, what now what? And thankfully, thankfully, we found an amazing learning academy for our son that he is thriving at now. But there was a season of months where he was just riddled with anxiety. And that was really stressful and it felt really overwhelming at times. And like, what do we do? I don't know. And we didn't have a roadmap for it. We didn't know where to go. But then a door opened up and we kind of started walking through it and had connections with people and talking with people and found an amazing place for our eldest son. And again, like I said, now he's thriving. And there's some other personal things in my life that, that I'm very excited about and having amazing um, you know, interviews with people and connections with amazing people through this podcast and um, some amazing things that have happened in that arena. But like I said, there's been some difficulties too. It's been hard conversations with my wife, things that I've realized I needed to I needed to work at that I thought I was doing well in, that I needed to say, wow, okay, maybe I wasn't as aware as I thought. And now I'm more aware now. And so some difficult conversations, but that's allowed and created space to grow, which is creating new amazing moments and new wonderful moments and more moments of connection and that we're not isolated, that we're a unit, that we're a team. And so I share some of these things with you to give you space and encourage you to share as well. Find one person to share with, or at the minimum, at least acknowledge it within yourself. See, there's something powerful of just even acknowledging your own experience without trying to shame it or deny it or repress it yourself. Even saying, wow, this is important to me and this is a big deal to me and I need to see that part of me. And so my encouragement this year as you navigate this next week or so, um, Give yourself that space. Give others some space. Seek out balance between the difficult and the victories, the losses and the joys, the pain and the excitements. To have that balance in your life, to acknowledge both and, that one is not better than the other. And it's okay to have this kind of array of emotional experiences and that for some of us, it's really, really hard and really difficult. 
And if you're someone who isn't going through something difficult, again, I encourage you to create space for someone that you might know that that, that is going through something difficult. Be that person to share. Be that person to invite them so they can be seen. Because I think a theme that I see time and time again during the season is people are just feeling so isolated and alone a lot. And they just want to be seen. They want connection. They want to be heard. They want um, and need space. And so... Um, I leave you with that. And I wish you the best. I wish you and your family the best. I wish you um, over the next few days just to be present to what you need to be present to within your life. Um, that you're able to have that balance in your life. That you're able to be there for yourself or, some, or for someone else in your life who needs that space. That you're also able to f be present to the good and the, and the joys as well. To be present to those relationships you want to be uh, present with. Um, and as we bring in the new year, as we look towards the next journey, the next part of our journey, this next you know calendar year, to reflect on how far you've come, all that you have overcame, what you are still working toward and what you're still journeying on, and to kind of see where you want to go. And so I wish you guys and gals the best uh, between now and then, and we'll talk soon. And, and I can't wait to share some of the exciting news and site changes coming. Um, so stay tuned for that. And when I can announce that I will, and hopefully it'll be within the next, again, few weeks, maybe a month or two. Um, so I wish you all the best. I wish you all um, the capacity for balance, for care for yourself and care for the for others, for, for empathy, for grace, for patience, for love, um, for all those wonderful things. So until next episode, I wish you well.